Thanks for listening in to the Calvary Podcast, coming to you from Miami, Florida. We're so glad you've joined us. We hope today's message will encourage you and remind you that God is with you and He's for you. Here's today's message. Welcome to Calvary Online. Come on, it's another Sunday. Another Sunday. We are so excited that you're joining us today as we continue through our family reunion That's series. That's right. Come on, I'm excited about it. We kicked it off last week. And again, our prayer is that our families would get healthier, stronger, centered on God. We're so glad that you're joining us today on Calvary Church Online. Let us know where you're watching from on the chats. we got a bunch of pastors and leaders every single Sunday that jump on the chats. Yeah. And so we love seeing some of you where you're watching from different parts of our city, even different parts of oh, our world. Right. Yeah, it's been Amazing. really, really cool. So let us know where you're watching from. If you're with family, who are you with? Let us know all of that. We're really, really excited about this series all that God is doing, and praying that soon we will all see each other as we gather once again. So right. we're excited for week two. Come on. That's right. Week two of our family reunion series. So get ready. I hope you have your Bible with you, your notebook, your pen. Call your family yeah. uh, because I believe, like we said last week, we want us to go on a journey together. We want us to go on a journey of a few weeks where you and I can continue to learn yeah. how to do family better, right? How can we better our relationships, improve our relationships? So today, part two of our family reunion Union series. We're actually reading out of Colossians yeah. chapter 3. We've chosen a few verses, kind of as our base verses for the following uh, weeks, for the next few weeks. And so Colossians chapter 3, um, beginning on verse 12, we've, we're reading out of the uh, Passion Translation, which we just love the way that it puts yeah. it. And this is what it says. It says, you're always dearly loved by God. So rub yourselves with the virtues of God, since you have been divinely chosen to be holy. Be merciful as you endeavor to understand others, and be compassionate, showing kindness toward all. Be gentle and humble, unoffendable in your patience with others. Tolerate the weaknesses of those in the family of faith, forgiving one another in the same way that you have been graciously forgiven by Jesus Christ. If you find fault with someone, release the same gift of forgiveness to them, for love is supreme and must flow through each of these virtues. Love becomes the mark of true maturity. Let your heart be always guided by the peace of the anointed one who called you to peace as part of his one body and always be thankful. Let the word of Christ live in you richly, flooding with you all wisdom. Apply the scriptures as you teach and instruct one another with the songs and with festive praises and with prophetic songs given to you spontaneously by the spirit. So sing to God, with all your hearts. 17 says, let every activity of your lives and every word that comes from your lips be drenched with the beauty of our Lord Jesus, the anointed one, and bring your constant praise to God the Father because of what Christ has done for you. Let every wife be supportive and tenderly devoted to her husband, for this is a beautiful illustration of our devotion to Christ. Let every husband be filled with cherishing love for his wife and never be insensitive toward her. Let the children respect and pay attention to their parents in everything, for this pleases our Lord Jesus. And fathers, don't have unrealistic expectations for your children, or else they may become discouraged. I think these are incredible verses telling us how we should live our lives, and I think they're also a little bit challenging, which is a reason why we want to talk about them today in part two of our series. We want to talk about this um, topic, this um, message that we've titled, The Enemy with it. Yeah. 
Come on, yeah. why don't you say it with me wherever you are? Type it in the comments. The enemy. The enemy within. within. Come on. I'm excited about today. We got some of our staff team here behind the scenes. We're excited to be joining you together. Come on. The enemy within, really believing that our families, our marriages, our relationships with parents, uh, yeah. family members, extended family, it's going to get better because of God's word. Right. And we're all going to get better together. Let's pray. Yeah. And then we'll begin uh, We Too of Family Reunion. Father, we thank you so much for each and every single person that's watching across our city, across our world. Thank you for each and every single connect group that's doing watch parties today. And they're gathering on Sundays in homes, God, and breaking bread together and hearing your word. God, we pray that you would help us. I pray that you would bring healing, that you would bring strength to our families, that we would center them around you. God, we love you so much. We thank you for this day. Thank you for loving people like us. God, and we pray, Holy Spirit, that you would do something with this time powerful in each one of our lives. We thank you, and we love you. In Jesus' name, come on, all God's people, say amen. amen. Come on, give God a big clap right there where you're at. Hey, so this year, uh, it's been one of those years where it's rained more than any other wow. year. It's been raining nonstop. Anybody agree? It's just been nonstop raining. And because of the rain, all the frogs have come out. Like, the amount of frogs around our house is absolute chaos. It's absurd. It, it seems like a plague, right? The other day, Diana actually shared a story about 20-something frogs that you cr uh, counted on one of our sliding glass one, doors. One window. Yeah, it was absolute. I mean, it was just terrible. It was horrible. Um, so the other day, I was really trying to move some of the frogs out of the way outside. I hate frogs. I detest frogs. I don't like them. Um, I... Frogs and cat, they just, they go together, frogs and cats. Um, so I'm, I'm trying to get all the frogs out of the way so that we can go inside the house. And I'm trying to make sure none of these frogs go in. The problem was I was so busy with the exterior of the house that I didn't pay attention to the interior of the house. So while the door was open and I'm trying to move some of the frogs out of the way, trying to take care of the outside, I didn't realize some of the frogs made it to the inside. There was a massive problem that we had in our hands. Now I had to go inside my house and try to get some of these frogs outside because I've allowed them inside. And I hate, absolutely hate frogs. I think the same thing happens in our lives with families or our personal souls. I think many times we can focus on the exterior that we don't focus on the interior. Right, we, we're focusing on the outside. We're, we're trying to see, well, I got problems in my relationships. I got problems with my parents. Yeah. I got problems in my marriage or with my kids. And, and we got all this, all this trouble in our family. And what we don't do is that we don't look on the inside. Right. We're, we're quick to play the blame game. Right. We play the blame game and we try to see whose fault is it, what they did to me, where's the problem coming from. And we don't look if something is stemming from the inside of our soul. And so it creates issues in our family, in our relationship. What's well, your fault? Is this person's fault? This is why my family's not working. This is why the past six months ha have been crazy right. because you guys are all at fault. When's the last time we self-evaluated ourselves? Yeah. We looked on the inside and said, wait, what's the issue here? Yeah. Because if not, what we try to do is that we make our family the enemy. Right. Yeah. I'm going to tell you today, your family most of the time is not the enemy. Your family is not the enemy. In fact, I think the big problem that we have, the big problem is that the enemy in our home is what we allow in our soul. That's, That's right. the enemy, That's is right. what we allow 
in our soul. Yeah, which is so important. It's a reason why we're always uh, reminding ourselves, or should be reminding ourselves to look inside. Just take a moment yeah. to kind of question what's happening in our souls. What have we allowed in our souls? And how is that being displayed in our lives? I really believe that so many times we not even notice when so many of these things are yep. coming into our lives. And then next thing we know, we're exploding. We're being triggered by so many different things. And, and we don't know why these situations are happening. And so when it comes to our family, like you said, we start playing this blame, blame game. game. Yep. And so a situation occurs and you're like, well, that's because of your attitude. Mm -hmm. I mean, we always end up in this situation, in this uh, argument, because you just have an attitude mm -hmm. and, and you don't stop talking. And maybe this is happening because you have issues and you always bring up things from the yep. past. And what we don't realize many times is that we're pointing our finger at somebody else. But maybe, maybe the issue is in us. Maybe we're the ones that need to take a moment and realize, is it me? Right. What am I bringing into this situation? What am I bringing into this relationship? Is it that I'm bringing the stuff that's been with me from the past? Perhaps it's hurts from the past. Maybe it's, maybe it's a habit. Maybe it's an addiction. So I think we need to take a moment to kind of realize and look inside and say, what have I allowed in my life yeah. what am i allowing in my soul because what happens is that the enemy the devil the one that actually hates our families right. he hates our relationship he hates the fact that god is working in our lives he's going to use these moments to begin to create chaos yeah. and as we begin to completely overlook our, our issues in our soul he begins to create this disruption and chaos in our lives and he begins to create division in our lives so, true. so we need to take a moment and say okay I, I know my situation may not be perfect but what can i do great what can i do to make my family better great. what can i do to begin to take responsibility for myself yeah. what kind of conversations do i need to have so that i can begin to make my life differently my family better yeah. So I think what we need to do and what we need to understand is that uh, when we begin to win on the inside, things can change on the outside. Yeah, if you and I win on the inside, we can have victory on, on the absolutely. outside. Absolutely. You and I can have victory on the outside. I love that. I, I think that's absolutely true. Like, let's win the war inside. Right yeah. now, maybe you're watching today and you're at war in your home. Right. You're at war with your spouse. You're at war with your kids. You're like, okay, the past six months have been terrible my family is yeah. a mess i get it but if we can win the battle on the inside come on we can win the battle right. on the outside yeah. we really can win the war i believe that it starts with all of us focusing yeah. on the inside i love that we pick colossians 3 as the base of this series because colossians and what paul is drawing out he's really calling us to analyze our doctrine and our theology like do you really believe everything that jesus did because if you do it should challenge your worldview. Right. It should challenge your attitudes. Yeah. It should challenge how you treat one another, how you yeah. love one another. So Paul, he's displayed, like what Jesus did was so beautiful, Paul is saying. What Jesus did was so amazing. Read the book of Colossians. It is so awesome that it should change your family dynamics. Right. How you treat one another, how you love one another, how you forgive one another. Are you humble? Are you kind? Are you patient? And so Paul is really calling us to take a look at the inside of our lives. Today, I want, I want you to look at the inside of your life, right? Take a look inside and say, whoa, wait, maybe my family's not the enemy. Maybe it's the enemy within. Maybe there's some heart issues. Maybe there's some soul issues on the inside of me that I need to address. And so today, we really want to challenge everybody 
to self-reflect. Somebody say self-reflect. Self oh, come on. Write that on the chat. Self-reflect. Self-evaluate. Me and Diana. So we've been talking about this as we prepared for this yeah. series. And today, we're talking about five enemies. Five, five enemies. enemies today. Now, now as you self-evaluate and self-reflect this week, I really think that you can make a list of 10, 15, 20 enemies that we could all have in our soul. Yeah. We decided to pick the five major ones that we think most of us deal with, right? right. We, we're talking about five today. We're going to tell you about them right now. But this week, I'm going to challenge you. Mm -hmm. Self-reflect, self-analyze, and say, okay, what are the enemies I'm allowing to grow in my soul? Yeah. The enemies of myself, the enemies of my family, the ones that the devil allows for us mm -hmm. to grow in our soul. What are some things? Today, five enemies that we all deal with. Number one, unforgiveness. That's a big one. Come on. That's one that uh, just begins to fester in our soul yeah. and it can cause some division in our family. Maybe you're watching, you're dealing with that today. Number two, selfishness. That's a big enemy, right? That's going to destroy families when we're selfish. Number three, unresolved trauma. Come on. That's a big one. Yeah. Unresolved trauma from the past, from childhood or from a couple years ago that you're still dealing with. Yeah. Number four, pride. Come on. Somebody say pride. Pride. That's a creeper. That one will creep in, right? Pride. And all of a sudden you think, well, I got some issues here. Pride. And then number five, spiritual disconnection. Spiritual disconnection. Five enemies yeah. of the soul. Again, I think you can add to that list. We some all can. Some of us may have like 50 yeah. plus. Yeah, I think I only got six. Gotta but, be real but... with ourselves. Come on. <laughs> but these are the five major ones. So self-reflect. <laughs> Write down some more. Okay, what do we do with these enemies, right? Let's, let's take them one by one. Today, maybe in the next 10, 15 minutes, we're just going to address these five and ways that we can handle them and get better at yeah. them. And hopefully we can all grow and get better today. Okay. So let's begin. What do we do with these five enemies? Number one, let's look at unforgiveness. What do we do with unforgiveness? Well, the first thing I think is that we need to remember is that forgiveness is the doorway to freedom. Come on, somebody. Yeah. Forgiveness okay. is the doorway to freedom. So many times I think we hold on to unforgiveness and we say, I'm not letting this go. Yeah. This person offended me. This person did me wrong. Yeah. The way they spoke to me, the way they abused me, they cheated on me, the way that they treated me. I don't like this. I'm not letting it go. Can I tell you, forgiveness is more about you than it is about them, yeah. right? It's about releasing, not retaliating. Right. And so maybe today you're sitting in unforgiveness. It's hurting you more than you know. Right. So often we think that unforgiveness is hurting the other person. Like, I'm just mad at this person. I'm not going to let this go. I'm upset. You can't live in freedom until you allow forgiveness to come into your soul. Yeah. And so today, maybe you're, you're sitting in unforgiveness. You're like, I, I, I can't. I can't. Can I tell you, it's breaking apart your family. It's breaking apart communication. It's breaking apart your home because you're deciding to stay in unforgiveness. Yeah. Unforgiveness is more damaging to you than it is to the other person. I love what the Bible says. The Bible says this in the book of Romans, chapter 12, verse 19. It says, don't insist on getting even. That's not for you to do. I'll do the judging, says God. I'll take care of it. You can't walk in freedom until you have forgiveness in your soul. So many of us are trying to do so much in our family, but if you're holding on to unforgiveness, you're not gonna be able to move forward. That's like me and Diana, right? We always play that game of how many groceries can we bring into the house, right? At the same time, because nobody wants to make multiple trips, right? I remember one time I had so many bags on every single finger. I had multiple bags. When I got to the door, I couldn't open the door because my hands were full. 
You can't open the door to freedom in your life because your hands are full of unforgiveness. Let it go today. Let it go today. Say, I'm going to release this person. I'm going to let them go, not for them, but for myself so that I can walk in freedom. Right? Forgiveness is the doorway to freedom. That's right. And that's what we need to be so aware and so careful with how we approach this whole idea of unforgiveness because we can't change the past. But we can't change the Come future. Yeah. But you and I need to take a moment to understand and realize, okay, am I holding unforgiveness from someone? Do I need to forgive Great. somebody in my life? We need to take that moment to realize that maybe so many times we're, we're told this idea in this slide that forgiveness, if you forgive someone, that means you're weak. Yeah. But in reality, forgiving somebody makes you strong forgiving somebody doesn't justify what they did to you but it actually releases you from the whole the power and the the hold that it has over your life so many times we're told well if you forgive you're basically letting that person get away with what they did to you but the reality is is that the moment you and i choose to forgive we're actually releasing ourselves from bitterness Yeah. yeah Come on, how many of us have been carrying bitterness around because we have not chosen to forgive someone? Forgiving somebody else is not so much about that person. It's about you releasing yourself. When we choose to not forgive, we literally are just chaining ourselves to that person, to that situation, and dragging it around wherever we go. So we need to make that decision today to forgive somebody. Maybe even in this moment when you're hearing us talk about forgiveness, you can think about somebody. Perhaps somebody that's hurt you or somebody that you have hurt. And I think we need to begin to change this perspective and think about the the word grace. How many times Hmm. hasn't God been gracious towards us? Has had mercy on our lives? How many times have we messed up? Things that we haven't told anybody. Things that nobody knows. Every single day you and I make mistakes. And yet every single single day, the mercy and the grace of God comes to help us. It comes to forgive us. Mm -hmm. So you and I need to remember that. That before we hold somebody else and and, and, and unforgiveness, we make that decision today to say, you know what, I'm gonna release you yeah. from this. So what 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 conversations do you need to have this week? Great. Who do you need to call? Who do you need to reach out to? I know it's difficult to have some of these conversations, but perhaps this week you and I can make that decision. Yeah. It may be tough, but it's gonna release you and I from these things that are holding us back. And I also wanna encourage you, and this helped me so much in my own life. Sometimes we need to learn to accept that apology we never received. Great. Maybe you'll never hear an apology from somebody that deeply hurt you. Mm. But today is the day that you and I can be set free. Yeah. Today is the day that you and I can say, hey, listen, maybe this person hasn't come to me, hasn't asked for forgiveness, hasn't addressed the pain that they caused in my life. But today you can say, I'm going to choose to let it go, so good. to set yeah. myself yeah. free. You and I need Great. to practice forgiveness. Yeah. Let's have conversations this week. Yeah. Let's begin to change our lives. The second enemy of our soul that I think it's huge is selfishness. Selfishness. I mean, I think it's it's massive. Yeah. So how what do we do with selfishness? Selfishness. What what happens? Number two, the thing that we need to understand is that compassion strengthens our our commitment. Compassion strengthens our commitment. Selfishness is one of the biggest enemies in our relationships and our families. Because when we're selfish, we're only concerned with what's happening with us. I mean, I'm only concerned with how this situation is going to affect me. I'm only concerned about my feelings. I'm only concerned about my emotions. I'm only concerned about what's going to come out of this. Mm. And a selfish person, because you may be wondering, okay, so maybe am I selfish? (laughs) A selfish person is someone that's constantly or exclusively just worried about themselves and has no regard with what somebody else is feeling. 
So for example, maybe you're selfish if you say, you know what, um, we're going to go for the next 20 years and we're going to spend the holidays with my family mm. because I just <laughs> can't stand your family. Right. You know what, uh, you need to accept me just as I am, but I'm not willing to accept you how wow. you are. Selfish. You need to put up with my attitude and with the way that I am and with my temper because this is just how my family, I mean, you know my family. <laughs> you you got to accept me, but we won't budge and we won't accept anybody else the way that they are. So true. Maybe we're being selfish when we're telling our kids, hey, listen, you're not going to play basketball because I want you to play baseball mm. because that's what I wanted to do when I was little. So now that's what you got to do. Yeah. Hey, maybe you, you need to become a doctor because that's what I wanted to do. Maybe you're being selfish when you're expecting your spouse to have the house spotless, clean, to have everything ready when both of you work. Wow. There's so many ways that you and I can be selfish, and we need to look out for that because that can actually destroy our relationships. It really can. It destroys marriages. Yeah. It destroys relationships. It destroys so much. We've yeah. seen it. We've sat down with so many couples that have gone through issues like this or, or, or parents with kids, kids with parents where... Like, we're just selfish human yeah. beings. And I think a lot yeah. of us deal with that. I think one of the things that helps us, having compassion, but also another C word is having um, compromise. Right. Come on, somebody say compromise. compromise. It's saying, okay, wait, I don't like this too much, or you don't like this too much, but let's, let's find a middle right. ground. Yeah. I'll give you an example. I love to eat fish. I love it. I love, there's nothing like a good, like, fried fish. Come on, anybody agree? I absolutely, yeah. Diana hates seafood like she she can't stand seafood right Sorry. i remember a few years ago i tried to cook some fish in the house what was that for like and she opened up every it window was a smelly fish you guys <laughs> I, I noticed from the second floor yes yeah, from the second floor she's like what what are you cooking she turned on every candle opened up every window turned on every fan she moved out of the house for two weeks i'm just kidding but 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 i mean so I just, I've compromised and said, okay, I love seafood, but because you don't like it, I won't cook it in the house. We just That's made amazing. a compromise, Thank right? You. Because I love it. You can you. go have it at your mom's and just have like, you know, family time. I, I, don't, I don't know if that was a good thing back then, but, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'll go to my mom's. Um, so we've compromised on this because I have <laughs> compassion on my wife, right. right? Compassion will help strengthen your commitment in marriage. Right. Today, are you being selfish? Come on, come on, we're talking about self-reflection. Is that okay? Come on, we're talking about self-evaluation. Are you being selfish in some relationship in your life, especially when it comes to family? We all can be selfish. Let's look and say, how can I be more compassionate? How can I have compassion on my spouse? How can I have compassion on my parents? How can I have compassion on those people around me that are family? Let's have compassion. Okay, so number one, forgiveness right? You need forgiveness in order to walk in freedom. Yeah. Today, maybe some of you are holding on to unforgiveness. Let it go. Let it go today. I'm praying, believing. I know that there's healing for your life. Can I get an amen? amen. Come on, that God's going to free you and it's going to help you in your relationships. Freedom. You want freedom? It starts with forgiveness. Yeah. Number two, compassion. I'm going to be compassionate, right? I'm going to compromise in areas of my life because I'm not going to be the selfish person yeah. in family relationships. Number three, the biggest enemy, I think, is unresolved trauma. This enemy can just come into our life and hold us back from so many blessings. What do we do with unresolved trauma? Well, number three, I think that healing the past makes way for the future. Come on, I love that. Healing the past makes way for the future. Unresolved trauma, maybe something happened in your childhood. Maybe you went through some issues in your childhood that are still holding you back. 
people that rejected you, people that walked out on you, and now you're still blaming people that are in your life now that had nothing to do with that, and it doesn't allow you to be close to them, intimate to them, uh, to be able to build this beautiful, awesome relationship because these old wounds are still in your... Can I tell you? Old wounds still hurt. Old wounds still hurt. I remember I, I grew up in Hialeah, right? I was born and raised in Hialeah. In Hialeah, we went to this park, Amelia Earhart Park. If you know about Hialeah, I was there when I was about nine years old. I remember I was at the park. And so I started to walk toward uh, the side. I, I think I wanted to go toward the lake with my brother. I started to walk toward the side. As I made my way toward the left, uh, this guy on a bicycle didn't see me. I didn't see him. And he ran into me. Now, the bike opened up this massive uh, gash on my leg. I had this huge, like gaping hole on my leg. I was bleeding everywhere. They rushed me home and they ended up closing the wound with some butterfly stitches, right? But I still have massive scar on my leg from what happened when I was nine years old. Sometimes today, if I'll be doing something and something will hit that area in my leg, I'll still feel it. And I'll be like, whoa, I, re I remember when I was nine, I got hurt there. Can I tell you, unresolved trauma works in the same way. You have that wound in your soul and your heart and now when somebody says something, when somebody does something, your spouse does something, uh, a child does something, uh, your parents do something, it hits that wound and you're like, whoa, wait, it still hurts. Can I tell you, there's healing for you. And if you, until you don't heal the past, you can't move forward in your future. I want to tell you today, God has a wide open future for you. God has a hope and a plan for your life. Come on, there's healing for the past. Your history does not have to determine your destiny. Come on, God has big plans for your life. He has an awesome future for you. For I know the plans I have for you. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. To give you a hope and a future. Can I get an amen? amen. And so there's hope for the future today, but we got to get those issues That's resolved. right, because when we don't deal with our trauma, we carry it with us. Yep. We carry it with us wherever we go, and the reality is that many times, you and I, without even noticing, we go about life, and, and, and it shows in the way that we parent, yeah. in the way that we have our relationships. So you and I need to take a moment to, to realize Hey, am I carrying some trauma with me? Am I carrying some issues from the past? Yeah. Because it can still be impacting my today. Yeah. And I love this verse, Psalm 147, verse 3. It says, he heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. Love that. Verse. He heals the brokenhearted and he yeah. binds up their wounds. God wants to heal you're broken hearted come today. On, come on. You're broken heart. He wants to heal you today. He wants to make a difference in Amen. your life. If you're hurting, he wants to come into your life and tell you, hey, I, I can heal you. I can make whatever Amen. happened to you in the past. I can actually turn it around for come good on. if you let me. But I wonder what issues you and I have been carrying. I wonder what situations you and I have been carrying with us up until this point. And I wonder if today you and I are willing to let them go. Yeah. To seek the help that we need. What kind of conversations do we need to begin to have in this very moment? Some of us may think of trauma as something huge that happened in our lives. But a lot of us face some situations that were so traumatic. Maybe we don't think they were. Maybe we say, we say, well, they weren't a big issue. It wasn't a big deal. But some of those situations, we can still be carrying with us. Great. Whatever happened to you when you were small, the way somebody spoke to you, treated yep. you, that can have caused trauma in your life and you can still be carrying it with you yeah. up until this day. So we need to begin to look for help. Some of us need to acknowledge the fact that on our own, we can't fix it. Yeah. Then we need to maybe this week pick up the phone 
and call a professional and say, I've been trying to get rid of this issue. I've been trying to change the way that I am. I've been trying to fix all this pain, but maybe I need some practical ways to approach my healing. Because yes, we need to pray. We need to be, God can heal us. God can heal our broken hearts. But sometimes we also need some practical ways to bring this to pass in our lives. So are you still carrying pain from the past? Are you still carrying that hurt from the past? Hmm. I want to challenge you and I this week. Let's take a look inside. Let's acknowledge if we're still dealing with some trauma from the past. And let's make the decision today to say, I'm going to do whatever it takes to to heal this. I'm going to do whatever it takes to reach out to whoever it is that I need to reach out to and have this issue resolved so that I can move into the future. And another one of the enemies that we have in our relationships, in our soul, in our lives is that of pride. Pride is huge because, uh, what is it that you said? It's a creeper? Yeah, it creeps in. You have no idea and all of a sudden you're prideful. You could be watching right now and you are prideful. (laughs) And and you don't know it because you won't admit it because that's being prideful. (laughs) And pride can destroy our relationships because pride closes ourselves off to everybody else. So true. Pride now says, I'm better than you. I know more than you. I won't apologize. I won't admit when I'm wrong. Have you ever been a prideful person? Maybe can you admit that you've been prideful yourself in the Mm. past? Maybe you're watching and you won't say it to anybody else, but can you maybe say it to yourself? That maybe you've been prideful um, in your life, with your family, with your relationships. Pride always wants to have the last word. Have you met somebody like that before? <laughs> you know, when you're like arguing with your spouse, not because we argue, but like, never. you know, no, pe- pe- people that argue. Mm. And you see the other person Peaceful. about to leave, walk out the door, and you just got to mumble something under your breath because I got to have the last one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't have to do that. Right. You know, we need to take a moment to look inside and say, am I being prideful? Is my, my attitude one wow. of pride? The reality about pride is that sometimes it's rooted in low self-worth and shame. Maybe so many times it's rooting in, it rooted in feeling inadequate. Yeah. And so what we try to do being prideful is that we try to make, make up for something that we lack. Yeah. We try to make sure that everyone knows I am so great because the reality is that when nobody's around, I, I don't feel that good about myself. Mm. Maybe I got to make sure that I have the last word because I'm just insecure about myself. So true. I love this verse. In Proverbs 16, it says, pride goes before destruction, a haughty spirit before a fall. Sometimes we, you've seen it probably in your lives. People that are always being prideful about things. And next thing you know, life can humble us very quickly. Yeah, so we need to realize, number four, that humility leads to unity. Absolutely. Humility leads us to unity. Very good. Are you having a humble spirit? Because in the same way that pride begins to create chaos in our lives and division, the moment we choose to become humble, it just breaks down that Come wall on, yeah, and it invites absolutely. people. It allows people to have conversations with us. It, it allows people to feel like they can approach us, that we're human, yeah. that we also make mistakes. Today, I want to challenge you, if, we, if you've been dealing with, with pride in your life, to say maybe, how can I become a humble person? Yeah. Yeah. How can I remind myself that I make mistakes just as everyone else? That I don't need to try to make up for the things that I don't like, but rather I can take this time to fix those issues that so many times come from our past situations, come from our past trauma. We need to take a moment to just understand and say, okay, have I, have I been prideful? Yeah. 
do I need to talk about this? Can I sit down with my family and ask them this question? Maybe I need help. What is it that I need to know? Because humility will lead us to unity. So if you want a family that's united, we need to make sure that pride is out the door. Yeah, I love that. I think humility will always bring unity. Like you said, today, you want unity in your family? You want unity in your marriage? You want unity with your kids or with your parents? Come on, let's humble ourselves. Can I get an amen? Amen. Come on, let's humble ourselves and not always want to get the last answer, like you said, pride. The thing with pride is so blinding. Everybody else can see it except you, You. right? You're like, I'm not prideful. Everybody's like, you're super prideful, bro. You just don't see it, right? right. So we got to be careful with pride. It's an enemy of the soul. Let's choose uh, humility. Let's choose compassion. Let's choose forgiveness. Let's choose healing. And number five, we'll finish with this today. Again, work on your list. There's probably more you can add to this, the same way we all can. But number five, spiritual disconnection. That's an enemy of the soul, an enemy that grows within, that brings problems to our family relationships, right? This spiritual disconnect. What do we do with spiritual disconnection? Well, we think this handle is one that all of us know or we have to know because it's so true when it comes to our personal lives and our family. And that's that. Uh, If you don't have peace with God, you would never have peace with others. So peace with God brings peace from God. Peace with God brings peace from God. Today, what is it that you're dealing with on the inside? Can I tell you, unless you have peace in your soul, you will never have peace in your home. Unless you have peace in your soul, you will never have peace in your home. Right? Anytime there's spiritual disconnection, eventually it will lead to relational disconnection. Right? Because inside you don't feel right. You know something's wrong on the inside. I'm not living right. I'm not doing right. I'm disconnected from my creator. I'm disconnected from my purpose. I'm disconnected from the peace of God. I haven't been practicing my spiritual discipline, so I feel disconnected. When you're not right on the inside, it's going to show up with trouble on the outside. Peace from God will always bring peace with others. Today, do you need that peace on the inside? Do you need peace in your home? Do you need peace with your spouse, your wife, your husband, with your kids, with your parents, uncles, aunts, cousins? It starts with having peace in your own soul. Maybe you've been spiritually disconnected. In fact, I'll say this. Maybe there's sin in your life. Knowing sin, unknowing sin, stuff that you've allowed on the inside of your soul. And it's caused you to be disconnected from God. Sin in our soul will cause disruption in our home. It will cause us to now not have intimacy with our spouse, not have that close relationship with parents, because we're not good on the inside. There's there's probably a problem with an addiction, an anger issue. I don't know. what What have you allowed to come and disrupt the inside? There's a spiritual disconnection from God. There's a spiritual disconnection from your creator, from your maker. Every single time you get right with God, it starts showing up in your relationships. That's what Paul is saying. Today, if you're saying, hey, I'm there, I'm there, I'm not right. I know my my spouse has told me to get right with God. Family has told me to get right with God because they know, like, what I'm up to. I know, we've all been there. Until you get right with God, things won't go right in your home. But sooner or later, something's going to happen because we're not right. Today, can I tell you, there's peace for your soul. There's healing for your soul. Come on, God wants to bless you. God wants to help you. God wants to lift you up. Come on, this is not the end. Come on, I'm believing for a greater tomorrow for you, for your family. That's what we're hoping and praying for, that there there won't be spiritual disconnection, but that there'll be a spiritual connection with your God, with your creator, with your maker, with the one who loves you, with the one who has a plan and a purpose for your life. 
And if we're all spiritually connected, and if we're all seeking God, and we built our homes on the center that is God, come on, I'm believing that our homes are going to be stronger, that our families are going to be healthier. Today, let's center our lives around the Word of God. What are you centering your life on? Is there disconnection? Today, let's pray that all of us would be connected. In fact, I, I really feel this in my heart right now. Maybe there's some of you watching that you know for a long time you've needed to get right with God. For a long time. Family members have been praying for you. Parents have been praying for you. Kids have been praying for you. I really believe that there's some people watching right now. If you could pay attention for the next few moments. There's people watching right now. Today's your day to get right with God. Today's your day to say, this is it. I'm, I'm not running anymore. I surrender, God. I'm not running. This spiritual disconnection has caused trouble in your soul and now in your home. Somebody watching, you're, you're having problems in your marriage because you've allowed sin in your soul. Somebody watching, you're having trouble with that relationship with your kids because of things that you've done, and you know they're right. Today, there's hope for you. This is the day of a brand new beginning. This is the beautiful thing about the God that we serve. He gives us all brand new beginnings. None of us are perfect, but all of us have found the God who actually found us and rescued us and gave us a brand new start. Amen? Amen. Today, if you're watching and you say, Alex, that's me. I need that. Come on, I'm going to ask every eye to be closed, every head to be bowed all over the place, and we can all pray. Maybe you're watching today and you say, Alex, I, I need some help. I want a brand new beginning. I want a brand new start. I've done some stuff that nobody knows about. I want to tell you, all of us are sinners. There's not one perfect person that's watching today. None. We've all messed up. We've all done wrong, said wrong, thought wrong. And the Bible says that sin separates us from God. We're all sinners. And because of sin, we can't be with God and God can't be with us. But God came up with a, sol a solution called Jesus. Jesus came and he grabbed my sin, your sin. Jesus came and he grabbed the sins of the world. The Bible says he carried them on his shoulders. He went up on a cross and he paid the price for sin. Sin has a heavy price. That spiritual disconnection, sin, when we allow it in our life, it has a heavy price. It ruins relationships, homes. It destroys societies and it separates us from God. And it ultimately causes spiritual death. But Jesus says, I'll pay that price. In fact, I'll die for sin so that you can have brand new life. Jesus went up on a cross and he died for every single one of us. The Bible says he died there on that cross. He went down to the grave. He was there in a grave for three days. And after three days, Jesus Christ, he resurrected. I believe with all my heart, Jesus is alive. He's the answer. He's the solution for our soul. Today, if you're watching and you're saying, I need this brand new beginning. I'm done running. I'm tired, sick and tired of being sick and tired. I need a brand new beginning in my life, in my mind, in my soul, in my home. I need forgiveness. If you're watching, with every eye closed, with every head bowed, right there in your home, in your living room, your bedroom, kitchen, in your car, in your vehicle, in your office, wherever you're watching or hearing this, if you say, Alex, I need a brand new beginning, right there at the count of three, I want you to raise your hand wherever you're at. Wherever you're at, I want you to raise your hand. You're showing God. Now, nobody else, you're telling God, God, I'm in. I'm in. If that's you, at the count of three, raise your hand. One, two, three. Raise your hand. Raise your hand. Awesome. I'm believing people are doing this across homes today, across offices. You're saying, God, I'm in. I'm tired of running. I need a brand new beginning. I need peace with God so that I can have peace in my soul. 
If you're making that decision today, why don't you let us know right there in the chats. Say, hey, I'm in, I'm in. I'm making this decision today. If you're making that decision, I want you to repeat this prayer with me from the bottom of your heart. All of us, with eyes closed, we're going to repeat this together. We're asking God to come, bring forgiveness, and give us a brand new start. Say, Father, thank you for today. Thank you for this opportunity. Today I admit that I'm a sinner and that I need you. Jesus, I believe you're the Son of God, that you died for my sins, and on the third day, you resurrected. Come into my life. Be my Lord and be my Savior. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen and amen. Come on, can we give a big, big hand? Come on. I'm believing a lot of people made that decision today. Hey, have you made that decision? Have you said, hey, I'm in. I need a brand new beginning. Let us know. We would love to send you a Bible. We've been sending Bibles out all uh, during the quarantine, during this pandemic. We send them out to so many homes. Let us know. We want to send you a free Bible. It's a cool Bible. has a lot of notes on the side to help you understand who God is and all the plans and purposes he has for you. You can send the word decided. Just write the word decided on your cell phone. Send it to this number, 33222. And we're going to send you a Bible. And we want to congratulate you and believe that the best is yet to come for your life. Hey, today, the enemy within, right? We all have enemies in our soul that want to fester, want to grow. They want to disrupt what God wants to do in our life. Today, maybe you're dealing with one of these. Maybe it was unforgiveness. Maybe you were watching today and you're like, hey, I'm dealing with pride. The creeper, right? I'm dealing with pride. Or... Spiritual disconnection. Maybe you're dealing with all of them. It, well, maybe every single one of them. Or, yeah. or why you heard this, you're like, I got some more I can add to the yeah, list. Absolutely. Come on, we want to pray for you. I believe that there's healing for you. I'm going to ask my wife to close this in prayer for people who are dealing with those enemies within. And today you want healing for your home, for your family. We're going to pray for each one of us right there with your family. Why don't you pray together? Come on, let's believe that God's going to do something awesome. Right before we pray, I just uh, really feel in my heart that there may be people watching right now and you feel like, you're the only one fighting. You feel like, does it even make sense that I try to address all of these things when it doesn't seem like anyone else in my family is trying? Wow. Maybe you're in the middle of a divorce, a separation. Maybe you're not speaking to your son, to your daughter. Maybe you're not speaking to your parents for whatever reason. Maybe you're watching right now and you began to give up hope that God can do something in your life. And you're really listening to us today and you're saying it doesn't make sense for me to do this. It doesn't make sense for me to begin to uh, address the issues in my soul yeah. when everybody else is messy. Come on. I want you to know today that God is telling you he will always honor when you honor him. Yeah. He was, will always honor when you choose to address your soul. When you choose to follow him, when you choose to be that person he's called you to be. Whatever the outcome may be, God's always going to do something for your life. Yeah. That there's always something good for your life, regardless of whatever you see Amen. right now. So if you find yourself in a place where you feel hopeless, I want you to know that there is hope for your life. Amen. There is hope for your future. The outcome may not be what you wanted it to be, what you want it to be, but God will make everything work for the good of those who love Amen. him. So let's pray together. God, we thank you so much, Jesus. God, we thank you that with you, there's always hope for tomorrow. We thank you that with you, God, we can look at the future with hope, not dread what's coming, God, not base the future on what's happened in the past, God, but that today we can put our hope in you, Jesus. That today we can say, God, help me look within. Help me address the enemies of my soul. Help me be vulnerable with myself, with other people. Help me approach you and ask you for help. If I have been prideful, selfish, if yeah. I still have issues from the past, God, I pray that you will begin to heal yeah. the souls of every single person watching in this moment. 
that you will begin to heal families in this moment, God. That you will begin to help us believe and understand that as we transform and as we change into the person that you've called us to be, God, you're going to help us with our situations. God, I pray for the people that are still dealing with uh, issues from the past, with deep trauma. God, I believe what your word says. God, I believe that you heal the brokenhearted, that you bind up our wounds, Jesus. God, I pray that you would help us against selfishness and pride. I pray that you would help us choose forgiveness, God. That you would help us in this moment to set people free and set ourselves free, Jesus. God, and I pray more than anything that we would trust you. That regardless of what we see in this moment, our eyes will be fixed on you, Jesus. God, I pray and I declare miracles in the lives of every single person listening to this message right now. That even when they don't understand, that even when they don't see you at work, they would know in their hearts that you are working because you care for us, God. So I pray for miracles and I pray for transformation for all of us watching in this moment, God. Bless our families, bless our homes, bless our lives and bless our souls. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen, amen. amen. Come on, that was awesome. Come on. The enemy within, come on, we know that the God who's with us is greater than he who's against us. Yeah. Come on, we're believing for healing and hope for you in Jesus' name. We love you. Come on, have an awesome time with your family today. We love you. We'll see you Wednesday night for Wednesday Night Live. We love you. Love Take you. care, church. Have the best week.